baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Who knew Tim Scott was a poet? A uh, little poetry as he was endorsing former President Donald Trump. Joining us now from the nation's first presidential primary that's underway right now in New Hampshire is chief political reporter from Five Eyewitness News, Tom Hauser on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Good morning, Tom. We already have some results from Dixville Notch. It was unanimous. Six votes for Nikki Haley. Yeah, it, it's a landslide. We all expected it. I think that will hold up throughout the evening. In fact, I may even catch an early flight home. It's over. It's over. Haley has won in a landslide. So what's the what's the mood like there? Give us where are you at, and and what's the buzz? What do you, what are you seeing this morning at eight twenty your time? Well, they're expecting uh, record turnout. You know, New Hampshire is like Minnesota, a very high voter turnout state. Uh, they are generally just behind Minnesota over the last several presidential elections. They've ranked somewhere between third and fourth, whereas Minnesota is usually first or second. So they'll get uh, a, a pretty high uh, turnout today, much higher in the Republican primary, of course, because it's actually being contested, uh, unlike the Democratic side, where President Biden and the Democrats have decided to skip New Hampshire this year. So President Biden not officially on the ballot, but Dean Phillips is. So the prediction from the Secretary of State is about 88,000 voters in the Democratic primary. And I forget the exact figure in the Republican primary, but I think somewhere around 364,000, which is a lot for a, for a primary. And that is their prediction. So about a half million people will vote. Now, by comparison, in Iowa last week, it was 110,000. Uh, Republicans who, who turned out to vote. So this will be much higher voter turnout. It should be much more telling. And the latest tracking poll that I've seen this morning has uh, Trump slightly widening his lead uh, by about two points, I think 60 to 39 over Nikki Haley. And on the Democratic side, the, the polling there all over the map. But Dean Phillips, uh, two different tracking polls. One, he's at 16 percent. One, he's at 32 percent. So really hard to predict what's going to happen on the on the Democratic side, other than we do anticipate President Biden winning, even though he's not on the ballot. OK, so with, you know, DeSantis dropping out, does Nikki Haley, does she see a path? Do her people see a path for her to even uh, come close to the numbers that Donald Trump is pulling, not just here, but, you know, in the primaries to come? Well, they may initially say they see a path. But like Ron DeSantis, I would not be at all surprised, you know, if she does, in fact, lose New Hampshire, I would not be at all surprised if within 24 hours uh, she also uh, throws in the towel. I mean, she's not even favored in her home state of South Carolina, so which is the next contest. So it's hard to see a path, you know, beyond that if you've lost decisively in three races in a row, including your home state. It's and the momentum is all on Donald Trump's side. I don't I don't see the path. Now, they may 
they may see it differently, but I, I, it's hard uh, for me to see what that path would be. Okay, so when we look at this whole deal with Biden's name not being on this ballot, we had talked to Raymond Buckley, the uh, Democratic Party chair from New Hampshire, just a few months ago about how he didn't care what the Democratic Party wanted. They wanted to be the first and they were going to determine what it was. Uh, Biden's name is not going to be on the ballot. Does this elevate Dean Phillips at all that he'll get some national attention because of this? Well, first of all, remember, New Hampshire uh, not only wanted to be first, it's their state law since the mid-70s, they have to be first in the nation uh, primary. And just because the Democratic National Committee decided they didn't want to play ball, uh, it's the state law here in New Hampshire. That's why they went ahead and did this anyway. Uh, As for what does it do for uh, Dean Phillips, if Dean Phillips uh, gets into the even the 20s, but especially if he's in the 30s in terms of uh, the percentage of the vote with Biden, you know, being written in on the others, that is still a blow to Biden to have somebody who just 12 weeks ago was a complete unknown in New Hampshire and has come in here and has campaigned, uh, you know, for these three months, spent around $5 million to, to then get a third of the vote, even with Joe Biden, not on the ballot. It, it could give Biden or uh, Phillips a little bit of a boost, but mostly it might be a bit telling about the weaknesses of Joe Biden, which is the point, after all, Dean Phillips is trying to make that he doesn't think Joe Biden is electable. And he might prove it today, but but we'll we'll find out sometime tonight or maybe not until tomorrow. You know, these write in votes take longer to count. So we might not know the final result until sometime on Wednesday. Real quickly, it seems to be there's uh, this thing. People are some people are just disgusted that it's going to be the Biden Trump deal all over again. Will there be a push from an, a third party again or just independence to say, let's challenge this? Yeah, well, there is that uh, no labels. party. Right. I think it's called. Right. And, and, and uh, Dean Phillips, you know, had mused about, you know, he was asked, would you consider running on that? And then. He did initially say, yeah, I might consider that. That did not go over well with people here in New Hampshire. They want you to stick to your guns, to what you've been running on and preaching for a few months. So he kind of backtracked on that. But I would not be at all surprised if there is a a third-party candidate, and this might be the year that is ripe for one. But the problem is I don't know that a third-party candidate can necessarily win, but depending upon who it is, they could certainly determine who does win between Trump and Biden, depending on who they they take votes for. It's very difficult nationally for an independent to win because you don't have the party apparatus in all of the states to conduct a national campaign. It's not like Minnesota, where Jesse Ventura was able to do it fairly organically. When you have to do a, a a patchwork of states and run a national campaign, it's very difficult without huge funding and a party apparatus behind you. That's true. That's true. Tom, always good to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. We'll be looking for your reports on 5 Eyewitness News tonight. We'll have hopefully results right on through the night on 5 Eyewitness News. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.